Namaste everyone. Welcome to the Charvak Podcast. This is your host Kushal Mehra. All right. Today's discussion is the quality of social science research and at Indian universities. And to discuss that with me, we have Dr. Monica Verma. Monica, thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, Namaskar Kushal. Thank you so much for calling me to your podcast. I'm so excited. Tell everybody a bit about yourself, Monica. Uh, all right. So before we discuss the topic that we are going to discuss today, uh, I will just take all the audience through a little, uh, you know, introduction about myself. Uh, I basically have a media background. So I did a graduation in journalism and mass communication. After that, I worked with, uh, I basically worked as a field journalist with a supplement of Times of India. Then I did a master's in international relations from the South Asian University. Uh, it's an initiative by the SARC countries. So all of you must have studied about the SARC, uh, South Asian Association for Regional Cooperation in your uh, social sciences in the school. Uh, so they have also established a university which operates from New Delhi. It's located in Chanakya Puri. After that, I worked for a brief time with the Indian Express as a journalist. Then I worked with uh, Sri Jayan Chaudhary, uh, who's right now the president of Rashtriya Lokdal. Uh, so I assisted him with policy work and I was also assisting him uh, a little with his campaign during the 2014 Lok Sabha election. Um, after that, I enrolled for a PhD. Uh, I enrolled for the PhD in 2015. I submitted my thesis in 2019 and successfully defended it last year. I have also taught briefly at a university which is in Delhi NCR. Uh, so this is a little introduction about myself. I keep on writing for different international and national media on issues of topical interest. So I basically cover a lot of strategic affairs, especially when it comes to the South Asian region uh, for both Hindi and English media. My op-eds also appear in national media, such as Danik Jagran, uh, which is a Hindi medium publication. I also write for a couple of other publications. And I, you can follow me on Twitter. My handle is Trudy Monica. I'm also active on Clubhouse. Where I'm trying to create a community of people who have interest in strategic affairs. And it's still uh, going on. So it's a community of around 500 plus people. So uh, this is a brief intro about myself. Awesome. Good. So Monica, now that uh, everybody knows a bit about you, let's get into the subject. So uh, so Monica, I'm going to start like this. So obviously, as, as the topic suggests, we're talking about the quality of social science research and Indian universities. So uh, so we had a long conversation offline about what, what, what was bugging me about uh, social sciences in India. So if somebody was to give, literally ask you this question, Monica, what is the state of affairs when it comes to social sciences in India in general? So what would your, would your, you know, or, you know, your assessment be as a, as a, as a student, B, as someone who has passed out of that field and now who is basically working in and around that field. So what are the state of affairs as of now today? Uh, Kushal, uh, before I respond to you, I would like to uh, say a very important thing, which is uh, you know quite necessary for me to clear at the very beginning. I am quite fortunate that I studied at best of the institutions. So my graduation was from uh, Indra Prastha University. And even there, my college was one of the best media colleges of that era. Uh, as well for my master's and, inter and my PhD in international relations, I've studied at the South Asian University. It's an international university, uh, you know, and when I say it's an international university, uh, it's actually quite international in terms of its uh, curriculum, in terms of the faculty, in terms of the department, the infrastructure, and also the kind of, you know, support that they give to you as a scholar. So I'll say that I was really fortunate that I studied at the South Asian University. But, you know, as a research scholar, you are not limited only to your own university. You're supposed to travel, maybe, you know, for conferences. You're also, you know, supposed to speak to other PhD scholars. You also, you know, just absorb a lot when it comes to academia. So, you know, as someone who has been a part of this uh, from the last 10 years of the entire university system in India, I think I can comment on what's happening in social sciences domain across the Indian universities. And I don't just want to, you know, talk about it on the basis of my personal experience. I've also written a lot on it. In fact, you know, my last op-ed was related to this only that how uh, social sciences research in India is not up to the mark. So with that, I would like to, you know, explain to you how, you know, in India, uh, when it comes to social sciences specifically, it's a very, very problematic thing. So, you know, often it happens on Twitter, you know, some kind of research just comes on the Twitter timeline. And people are literally, you know, uh, they start dissecting it, they start criticizing it. And then the research question will also be something very, very stupid. 
and i don't want to use a milder word here i think stupid is the right word because you know a lot of descriptive research is taking place so we have resources at our disposable at our disposal we are also you know quite smart when it comes to conduct research but still what is it with with social sciences in india that we are not able to meet the international standards so i think for me uh, the way social sciences is considered in this country is something which in itself is very problematic attitude of the society in general towards social sciences is like uh, it's not for people who are smart it's definitely not for people who are rational and someone who is academically bright so you know uh, throughout my school throughout my college everywhere i have always stopped and when i started studying social sciences at the higher education level everyone including my cousins you know my relatives my friends my well wishers they literally told me why a smart girl like you is going to study social sciences and even if you have to study social sciences why don't you give the upsc exam and i am not even joking here this was the advice that was given to me by everyone that if you are bright and you still want to do social sciences then why don't you give the upsc exam and clear it and become an officer why do you want to go ahead and maybe study it at the masters level or maybe do a phd and then go into research no one understands the idea of research in social sciences in india there are so many research questions that you know one may pursue but no one understands that they are of value so you know kushal you are also active on twitter and i also am active on twitter and we see often you know when any research related to social sciences comes on the social media people you know suddenly they start saying why do we have social sciences institutions just close them down or if they start any social sciences course in say iit or iim or other you know institutions of repute people suddenly start saying why why does iit have a humanities and social sciences department so you know that's the kind of attitude that's the kind of you know hatred that people have towards social sciences in india that's i'm just telling you about what the uh, normal people believe whereas people who are actually doing social sciences suffer from an inferiority complex so imagine i as a person who studied social sciences for all these years i i don't have that inferiority complex but so many of my own peers do have it they like you know someone studied engineering for 4 years went abroad did started working with the top companies did mba from the ivy league institutions you know the top uh, colleges that are possible and today he has a package of this much but what about me i am still you know looking for a stable job and people don't respect you because i have studied social sciences that's the kind of attitude you know the social science graduates or post graduates or scholars themselves have here's the thing See, you touched upon a very important uh, stereotype in India. वो क्या बोलते हैं ना कि बच्चे जो arts में जाते हैं या social science में जाते हैं वो academically ढीले होते हैं ये ये fact है. This is this is a stereotype in India. But where do you think, in your personal experience in the last ten years of you know studying and then coming out, testing the market, teaching, then coming out, maybe doing some other work? why do you think that stereotype has created is it a supply side issue or a demand side issue i think it's both it's a supply side issue as well as demand side issue first of all uh, there is no incentive to study social sciences in india and when i say that i stand by my statement with all honesty and dedication see the thing is in india if you do social sciences what are your odds of succeeding in life i mean just look at the state of the affairs kushal UGC uh, which is the university grants commission they have made a portal for people who want to apply for social sciences jobs in india maybe they want to teach in universities that portal was made i think a few days ago but it already has cvs of around a lakh people imagine after doing social sciences there is no absorption of these people in the university system and the reason is it's a top down problem you know we spend just 0.6% of our entire gdp on research and when we spend just 0.6% of our entire gdp on research just tell me how much of that goes to the university system and even if you know if you say that you know there are many universities what is the kind of work they do is that is, it, is that work even helpful for the society i mean if you are doing descriptive research then how are you doing problem solving and i think that's the problem with the mindset of an average social science in india that they want to do descriptive research they do not want to do problem solving uh, research and the and that's where the problem is that you know if you're not offering anything back to the society why will the society incentivize your research 
so you know it's both it's not just a supply side issue but it's also a demand side issue so uh, let's let's expand on this you made a very good point here you just said that social sciences in india usually are on a very descriptive level so uh, for our users give them some tangible examples of what descriptive research would be and and i'll tell you my experience because as someone who's actually dealt on and off with governments i do realize what happens is why governments actually don't work with social science graduates is, is because of this what you have exactly said that most social science in india is actually very descriptive in nature and when it comes to like you said getting things done they go to the kpmgs the mckinseys the deloits and they basically hire consultants and say bhai tu bata karna kya hai ye log to sirf descriptive kaam karte rehte hain so so explain to the viewers and the listeners of this podcast what is descriptive research and use certain examples so that they know what we are talking about and then say what what possible problems come out of it Uh, so for example you know the best example that i can give you is my own research topic of my uh, phd dissertation when i started working on south asian regional integration uh, i basically look at why these south asian countries are not doing trade and investment with each other so imagine you have the same set of problem you are doing descriptive research and i am doing an analytical research when i do a descriptive research of the same research question why these countries are not trading with each other then basically you know if you have 5 years for your phd you will spend 4 years preparing for the upsc exam where descriptive research is encouraged so you know for 4 years you will be just wasting your time in the last year of your phd tenure you will be basically sitting getting hold of other phd dissertations who worked on the same topic just go through them and maybe you know describe the problem such as uh, the reason why india pakistan bangladesh are not trading with each other is because they have a war they have a conflict they are always fighting with each other there is just so much you know competition between them they produce the same kind of stuff so obviously they cannot do trade with each other until unless uh, they become friends or pakistan takes the kashmir issue off the table there is not not going to be any harmony and this research trust me is going to be full of descriptive uh you know uh, language so they won't uh, basically analyze they won't have a method they don't they won't even have a theoretical approach it from start to finish it will be nothing but just a uh, maybe 60 to 80000 words of describing these countries india is a huge country india has this much in population pakistan is also a huge country it has this much in population you know the arguments will go round and round and round producing useless descriptions of everything under the sun until unless you finish that you meet that 60000 word uh, uh you know limit so you supposed to give a 60000 word or maybe more than that as a dissertation whereas when i say analytical research then you basically sit down and you try and you know set certain parameters for your research so what do you do is you use science when you do scientific research only then it becomes analytical in its tone and tenor so what what you supposed to exactly do is that you sit down and ask yourself how many other people have done research on the same topic are you doing research on a topic which has already been done so many times and then you know you do a very very thorough literature review you go to every library that's possible you go through every repository that's possible there's so many other i'm sure you know as someone who comes from a similar background you would be aware about jstor taylor and francis oxford there are so many online you know huge chunk of data available online you you will do a very very serious literature review and see what other people have studied on your topic till date and once you know that i'm sure by that by the time this exercise concludes you will have a research gap to fill once you know what that research gap is only then will you proceed with your research and to fill that research gap you will you know try and answer that research gap through your research by having a very uh, good and a very sound methodology in place you just don't sit one day and your supervisor tells you this is going to be your topic you know an example that i can give you very easily here is that what happened at tis after the entire controversy it was quite amusing how it is said that how could this topic be approved we will look into the facts of the matter but trust me as a fully functional institution if a topic is being approved it cannot happen without the permission of people who are there on the hierarchy of power you know everyone right from the faculty member who is your supervisor to the chairperson then the dean of the faculty and then the board of studies and the academic council has a stake in it very so- So, so I just have a question here, Monica. So when you're saying that uh, 
let i just wanted to expand on this this bit because i i did have a chat about abhinav uh, too but i want to understand your perspective here so ye jo tis ki ye jo thi hai wo jo basically we are talking about that research paper which talked about india as a colonizer state and india, india occupied kashmir blah 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 so uh, are we to believe that the top to bottom faculty knows or does not know this kind of rubbish is being peddled as serious research and that to at the cost of taxpayer money so how the hell do they come up with this matlab kuch bhi aaj mood ho raha hai main iske upar phd karunga it is that bad uh kushal uh, specifically speaking in the case of this agar wo aisa bol rahe hai ki none of the you know higher ups knew about the topic then this they, they, that's an institutional failure like i'm giving you analogy from some other field some decision is taken in your house do the children in your house take that decision or the adults of the house take that decision fair enough so children of the house are the people who do their research at the undergrad level masters level or phd level which is why you know you have a supervisor system which is why every student is allotted a supervisor and it's the duty it is the responsibility of the supervisor to see that the topic and the content of the dissertation are in order and forget about india occupied kashmir whatever is going in that dissertation is not the responsibility of the student it's the responsibility of the supervisor and that's how you know the entire university system functions across the world and even you know above that supervisor you have a a faculty an, an entire department who sits down to basically you know decide what the topic is going to be and you will find it you know there, there was a referendum that was supposed to be held or a plebiscite that was supposed to be held in kashmir and we didn't do that why because we still believe and we don't believe it it's a truth that jammu and kashmir is an integral part of india and when you are getting forget your anti government or anti modi stand what you are doing is basically violating states integrity and sovereignty you know every state what you you must also understand the concept of state here what is a state state is supposed to the state has a defined territorial boundary and it's supposed to you know defend the territorial integrity of itself and then it has a sovereignty over that territory it is the supreme decision maker within that territory and the state the same state which has a constitution which clearly mentions that jammu and kashmir is an integral part of india is the same constitution which also gives you the fundamental right to speech and expression so imagine when the same document gives you the fundamental uh, right of speech and expression and the same document calls jammu and kashmir integral part of india then how can you uh, you know hide behind the excuse of academic freedom or freedom of speech and expression you are violating constitution and in our country you know freedom of speech and expression is not absolute even it has certain limits and the limit is you cannot challenge the idea of state whatsoever you know criticize the government i also do that criticize the government criticize any political party you want to criticize the prime minister do whatever you want but why are you questioning the basic tenets of the state you know we have a functioning state we have a military which protects the boundary of the state these soldiers are dying on the you know line of control we have we, we are spending so much on making sure that the guiding principles of the state are kept alive and then you are writing india occupied kashmir you know who has the narrative of india occupied kashmir kushal the isi absolutely who who calls it india occupied kashmir it's the isi it's the deep state in pakistan that calls it india occupied kashmir if indian students at an at an indian university and that too you know funded by the indian government this was established in 1934 but i think since 1960s they have been getting the central funding because they were deemed a, they were deemed to be a university and since then they have been getting central funds mm-hmm. and they get crores of funds and after getting the money of the indian taxpayers you are basically slapping these indian taxpayer by using the language such as india occupied kashmir i am sorry that's not academic freedom it would have been academic freedom if you were researching you know how what's the impact of section 370 in kashmir or maybe you know some research which is relevant to how indians perceive jammu and kashmir but when you call your own state an occupying force in its own territory then you are basically it's sedition it's not freedom of speech and expression so again see my job is to ask questions so 
you know, the way you put it and the way Avinav put it and the way I look at it, look, I'm never going to hide it. I've always been a free speech absolutist. Absolutist meaning Brandenburg versus Ohio standard. People don't understand. When I say absolute, I use the US Supreme Court standard, Brandenburg versus Ohio. And I'm fully aware it's not the standard in India, which is a separate issue. But the point is, then in this entire scenario, by Indian state comes off as Sheikh Chilli, jis dal pe baitha hai, usi dal ko kaat hai. <laughs> I mean, kuch to bola padega. How far are we going to tolerate this? Like, trust me, having studied at various universities, if you're interacting with Kashmiri students and these students out of their angst, of their frustration, and they, you know, genuinely they have concerns with the state. So sitting in a closed room and talking to them and then they, you know, in zest, often call it India-occupied Kashmir and you also laugh and uh, or that joke. Till that limit is permissible. But a document, a dissertation is being prepared. That faculty member must be getting salary from the Indian taxpayers, you know, the revenue is collected when Indians pay taxes. And you're supposed to conduct, you're not conducting research for yourself, you're conducting research for the state. See, there's, a, there's definitely a distinction between a private institution and a government-owned university. In a private institution, so you and I are on this podcast, maybe we can get away by saying certain things about the state. But even there, you know, the speech is not absolute. And imagine committing this this uh, act at a government-funded university. That's yeah. that is, uh, it's it's not only shocking but also it's pathetic. Yeah, it's it's pathetic. <laughs> Honestly, like I said, it also doesn't paint the a pretty picture for the Indian state. To be very honest, because I see a fundamental problem where the Indian state's job is to maintain the territorial integrity and sovereignty of India, and the Indian state is funding people who don't believe in that very concept. So, I mean, you just have to somewhere down the line look at the Indian state and tell them, "Ki bhai, karna kya chahte ho tum log? Tum log chahte ho India rahe ki nahi rahe? Decide karlo aapas mein dono." It's like India is presenting itself as a very soft state. You know, you you have global ambitions. You want to rise across the world and you become the next geopolitical thing. But how will you do that when your own students are calling it India occupied Kashmir? You know, and trust me, it's not going to stop here. It's just the starting. Today, students are writing in their dissertation India occupied Kashmir. Tomorrow, journalists will also write India occupied Kashmir in their uh, you know reports. And once that starts happening, where are we going to draw the line? If journalists tomorrow are writing India-occupied Kashmir in Indian newspapers, it will definitely be picked up by international media as well. And, you know, suddenly everyone will start call, calling it India-occupied Kashmir. And th- that that will de facto make India an occupying force in Kashmir. Then what's the point of the entire democratic process, the Gupta dialogue, Modi inviting them to, you know, for the sake of democracy, holding elections in Jammu and Kashmir, where, where the entire process goes then? Because, uh, because you know, India state is Indian state is literally making a joke out of itself. You have to set an example somewhere. Uh, I I hear you, uh, and and I understand. But it, it you know this is a multi. Obviously, we are not here to discuss what are the potential problems in the whole scenario. But we want to focus on the, you know, the state of research and on social sciences. So let's 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 now focus again on that, and and this is. You know what I would like to say, the tip of the iceberg, what happens in these kinds of papers is actually in a very weird way. uh, I'm not saying an absolute representative sample, but one of the representative samples of the kind of rubbish that goes on under the garb of social sciences and research in India, where I don't know what kind of research this is. But I want to get into more more serious issues over here. So you 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 spoke about that portal where we can log in and we can actually look at the quality of research that is peddled in India. But that here's my thing. Now, so we we looked at the topic where okay, career options itni bright ni hoti hai India mein. Agar aap jaise aap agar social sciences mein jaate ho, wo ek reason hai ki jo usually jo the toppers and the smart kids in India they avoid social sciences. They go to engineering ya MBA. You know your usual courses. Usi mein bache jaate hain. But the point is ki social science is such a subject, hai, Monica. That if you have not given attention to it, then weird kind of people get into weird kind of people get into weird kind of And then they eventually become teachers. And then they become teachers. Then select the students. So it becomes a citation loop. So what is the solution? Then how do we improve the quality? Because at the end of the day, 
this podcast believes not just in complaining this podcast believes in the other half which is giving a solution also so what in your eyes now we will focus in the latter half on solutions what do you think are the ways we can improve the status we all know it's crap first of all we need to internationalize our academia unless until we do not internationalize our academia there is no solution to this problem and what we need to recognize is that as you know every other uh, element of our country is part of the global scheme of things just like that academia also does not exist in isolation you know we live in a globalized world so for if media has you know adapted itself to the digital ways and we know there is convergence in the newsrooms and you know different technology they are using you also have a podcast why are you not running a printed newspaper you know you also have adapted yourself to the changed times just like that indian academia needs to make changes in itself so i'll give you a very pertinent example here and that is something which has been irritating me from a long time just answer me this question that universities are not only supposed to teach students but these universities are also supposed to conduct research you know just look at the different rankings that are given to universities across the world you have mm-hmm. times higher education ranking you have uh, this uh, QS world rankings there are so many other world rankings i am just naming the top two the QS world ranking and the times higher education ranking tell me how many international universities are in the top 10 i Forget have no it. clue tell me how many indian universities are in the top 100 so i have no that, clue the only indian university that comes in uh, you know the only time when an indian university registers its presence in these international rankings of university is at some 166 167 and so on so pick these rankings from say year 2020 for year 2021 or even before that with below 200 you will not find a single indian university come on we are a country of 1.3 billion indians we have global aspirations we are trying to become you know uh, at par with china we are trying to defeat china we are trying to become as strong as china is but look at the state of education in china how many their universities are in top 10 how many our universities are in top 10 they started so many programs to internationalize their education sector i am forgetting the names of those programs night, right now because it's night time and my memory you know starts failing me once the sun sets <laughs> but <laughs> jokes apart you know they literally started few programs uh, so they started a program in the i think the early 90s and in the late 90s so i, I think there was one program which was started in the 80s and one program in the 90s you may uh, you roughly put that you know that as the window both these programs focused you know with a single minded aim of making sure that china is able to create institutions of world excellence have we done that are we serious about it then also answer me this question you know research when it's supposed to be conducted is supposed to be conducted for a global audience what i am doing today in the name of research is not supposed to just you know help me flourish in my career maybe get me the next promotion but it's also supposed to you know uh, bring something of value to the table now tell me an assistant professor in india in an indian university which is ugc recognized cannot be promoted then unless the assistant professor does not have a article a journal article in the ugc care list now what is this ugc care list this ugc care list is basically a small list of very very few journals and trust trust me i am from international relations best journals in international relations are are world class trust me you know there are so many journals none of these journals will find a place in the ugc care list so i am forced to publish in some random journal that is working on political science sociology economics and so on and even there these journals are just so few and even these journals are published by you know shady publishers i am not questioning the all, all the journals because there are certain good journals as well but it's a small list so you as an assistant professor if i want to get promoted to associate professor or maybe you know assistant professor grade 2 grade 3 or some level of seniority i need to make sure that my journal article features in that ugc care list and once i have a journal article there only then will i be promoted now imagine with my limited energy with the limited time that i have i am also supposed to teach students now i'm supposed to teach students also simultaneously conduct research 
now with my limited mind and limited attention and limited energy i'm not a superhuman being if i'm focusing all my energy on that damn ugc care list when will i produce work which is internationally reputed can i be targeting scopus index journals can i can i actually target journals which are internationally uh, you know ranked higher there are so many scientific index of journals which are not which are not paid any attention in india so you know in, if you look at the scene of academia in other in, in other countries they are pretty standardized they understand you know that if there is a university in australia they will still follow scopus or web of science these are the indexes that they follow but in india my entire attention is on the ugc care list as if that ugc care and trust me my promotion depends on that ugc care list i care a damn about what's happening across the world i care a damn about what's the quality of work given by you know the other countries all i am focused about is that damn ugc care list now imagine if i am a scholar uh, working on the south asian region all the work which is very standardized international in quality globally recognized well read and actually you know indexed i will have citation in all these indexes i will actually have you know something which is worth presenting i i won't have all that someone who's not from the south asian region will research on my area and get published in all these journals and he will become the expert in my field whereas me the stupid person is focusing on the ugc care list because that's where my promotion is so monica just to back your claims i you know as you were speaking it immediately took me to a fantastic book uh, that i had reviewed on the podcast by professor arvind panagaria so i want to share some data some slides because i think you know people if they question you well i always believe in throwing data at people so let's start with this uh, let me check if the screen is up yes it is so look at all of this and this made my blood boil more than anything so this is figure 10.1 the number of scientific and engineering journal articles by country from 2013 to 2019 in nine countries <laughs> india kidhar tha nahi isme basically uh but india is becoming better so that was not it this was the second chart in this book read this book especially chapter 10 in this book it will frustrate you no end this was the number of scientific engineering charts india china and the united states just look at india look at china and the united states just look at the gulf all right just look at the gulf here in the chart then this is rankings based aapne rankings ki baat ki thi na rankings based on the scopus database according to articles in all subject areas look at india look at china in different right in different i'm just sharing they, all this why do they have scopus they should have ugc care list <laughs> that's why so, entire point yeah so just look at this rankings based on total number of citations look at this monica in different subject areas all subject areas ye india hai ye china because you brought china i'm sharing this see i'm just leaving this all as a proof and by the way if people are wondering who listening to the audio version buy the book by arvind panagaria it is called india unlimited reclaiming the lost glory this is from chapter 10 of that book i'm just sharing the data this this was number of universities from india and china in international rankings monica you made this point look at this i mean it's it it, it broke my heart when i read this part and uh, and i'm just going to stop here but the reason i did this was uh, monica made a point on, unfortunately she can't share the screen and i wanted to back her point by sharing the screen and saying that she's what she's saying is spot on this is a brutal truth we suck <laughs> and until and unless we don't accept that we suck we suck and i have skin in the game so imagine i am so troubled and frustrated right now yeah so and 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 it shows it shows in in the passion that's coming in your speaking but again but monica tell me how do we improve this so i want to start in one area see because one of the things that in the same book that i'm talking about professor panagaria said that look we have to improve our you know amount of money that we spend in in just like um in in universities that we spend basically barely any money in r&d or any kind of funding in general in education Absolutely. in india Absolutely. so how do you 
how how the hell are we going to manage it monica so that that's my whole point how are we going to do this kushal uh, it's very simple you know the answer lies just there spend money you know when i was giving vote to the narendra modi government uh, when they were fighting for their 2019 elections i read the sankalp patra and in the entire sankalp patra the, the only thing that attracted me there were a number of other things as well i can't say that you know that will be quite dishonest on my part but you know when i read that they are going to open a foreign policy university trust me my eyes had you know they started twinkling and my i was so happy that they are actually going to open a new university and even there there you know that university will be focused on my core area which is international relations so spend more money what's stopping us from spending money dude see the thing is kushal every voice needs incentive if you do not have your own you know a journalist if you don't have your own uh, academicians if you don't have your own scholars your own researchers then these people who are skilled will definitely get jobs somewhere else once i start if if i do that then i won't be alone there are so many other people you know who will do the same thing and then that's what brain drain is all about so many academicians i know are are you know getting fellowships scholarships and what not from countries such as china and uk just yesterday a tweet went viral by someone who's from soas and a shivling scholar just tell me what that person was talking about he was basically issuing an an apology for colonialism you know if you give them scholarship to study in uk they will also do the dirty job for you they will even you know defend your uh, colonialism all of us know the brutal history you know that india has been through due to be uh, the colonialism that happened with us and then this person who's supposed to be quite intelligent educated in everything this person is giving an he's been apologetic for what for britishers coming to india and literally you know ravaging us and taking away all of our resources so and that's not limited to uk alone look at what china is doing china has an active program they have a thousand talents program where they basically go to the entire world with a microscope in their hand so state has to wake up see it's a strategic chanakya if you read uh, kotelya you know he 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 talks about knowledge creation and dissemination all the time you need to have your own people who can create knowledge and can also disseminate knowledge for all your claims about buying military weapons and you know buying planes and doing all this you also need to have people who believe in your cause if india wants to rise it needs people like me but if things don't improve see you have to open universities so if i have to give you solution and say pointer basis first of all start having department of international relations why do all the universities have only department of political science and you need to have department of international relations it's a widely recognized discipline across the world even next door neighbor sri lanka you know teaches international relations at the undergrad level we don't why don't we teach our kids about the outside world why do we only teach them about what's wrong with india so in a basic political science course you will make the child sit and you will tell him communal rights hue the beta casteism bahut hai is country mein aao tumhe comparative politics padhe thoda cotillion thought pad lo mahatma gandhi pad lo bore ho gaye beta ab chalo civils ka attempt de do why don't we tell these kids there is a world outside why are we not teaching them international relations at the undergrad level at the postgrad level and maybe making them do a phd so that they know there's something like peace and conflict so they know you know the entire kashmir conflict can also be addressed through the galtons uh, inverted pyramid model of peace why are we not teaching them about realism that war is a serious business countries do go on war with each other why don't we teach them about neoliberal principles why don't we teach them the complex interdependence theory why don't we teach them about soft power and then tell them india's place under the sun in front of the entire world why don't we teach them about the outside world why are we so much inward looking why are we not looking at the outside world so start with having department of international relations at all the private universities at the government funded institutions and i think that's one thing that can be done and that trust me will if you have a department of ir that actually makes other department also curious about what do we do so you know if you have a chemi- if a science uh, person or a law person or an engineering person comes to know that in their very university they also have an ir department they also become aware about you know if i am doing engineering or i am doing science or i am doing something it adds up to the global scheme of things 
मोनिका इसमें मैं आऊंगा ना मगर प्रॉब्लम है ना हम तो विश्व गुरु हैं हमें क्या जरूरत है इंटरनेशनल रेटिंग की नालंदा थी जिस जमाने में हम हम ही केवल पढ़ रहे थे जितने समय हमें कॉलोनाइज किया गया वी कम्प्लीटली फॉर अबाउट द स्ट्रेटेजिक वैल्यू ऑफ नॉलेज नाउ वी हैव बेसिकली गिवन अवर गिवन अवर ब्रेन ऑन लोन्स यू नो एक एवरेज इंडियन जो सो कॉल्ड मैं इंडिक सिविलाइजेशन में पढ़ता हूँ मुझे सनातन धर्म में बहुत विश्वास है समवन लाइक दैट यू नो समन विद्सो ये सोशल साइंस के कॉलेजेस बंद कर दो जे को बंद कर दो अरे उस बेवकूफ को जाकर पूछो जेएनयू अगर बंद हो जाएगा जेएनयू इज नॉट ओनली अबाउट दिस कि आजादी आनी चाहिए ये होना चाहिए जेएनयू इज सो मच मोर जेएनयू हैज अ बायोटेक्नोलॉजी डिपार्टमेंट दे हैव अ स्कूल ऑफ इंटरनेशनल स्टडीज लुक एट यू नो द काइंड ऑफ वर्क दैट द एसआईएस डस दे हैव सी पोर्ट देयर आर सो मेनी यू नो एक्सीलेंट स्कॉलर्स हु हैव अफिलिएशन और हु हैव स्टडीड फ्रॉम जेएनयू उनका जो जवाब यह आना चाहिए कि सोशल साइंस का जो काम है उसको ऐसा बनाओ मेक श्योर दैट द सोशल साइंस स्कॉलर्स एंड द फैकल्टी एंड द इंस्टीट्यूशंस आर कंट्रीब्यूटिंग टू द नेशनल कॉज बट नो दे वांट टू थ्रो द बेबी विद द बाथ वाटर सो दे से जेएनयू को बंद कर दो उनके लिए सोशल सबको इंजीनियर बना दो सब इंजीनियर बनो तब इंडिया में मैन्युफैक्चरिंग एकदम ऊपर चला जाएगा व्हिच इज नॉट गोइंग टू हैपन सी एवरीवन हैज I just find it funny. Somebody in the live chat has made such a funny comment. He's like, "I'm Vishwa Guru, not Vishwa Gadhe." <laughs> really nice one. Oh, that's so true. I mean, he used the other version. I didn't say anything, but basically, his things. But okay, now I'm going to start taking a few questions, Monica, because uh, time is also of constraint. So let us start because I need I need uh, to take these questions. Are very good questions. So somebody has asked a very long question. So hear him out. for someone from an engineering background when one looks at social sciences in india they usually see leftist anti national rhetoric and i am purposely taking this question because you were just talking about this whole gnu thing both from students and faculty which usually drives one away from the place and the institution how can it be changed so basically again aapne kya bola abhi you were just talking about ki logon ko kya lagta hai ki sirf wo kashmir ki azadi ya india occupied kashmir is the entire essence of social science in india but it is a lot more than that but hota kya hai human being suffer from negativity bias like i'll give you a sporting analogy ki cricket mein ek wicket keeper ya ek umpire 10 acche decision dega ya 5 acche catch pakdega wo kisi ko yaad nahi rehta hai uska ek galat decision aur ek dropped catch वही याद रहता है लोगों को तो सोशल मीडिया में क्या होता है कि कश्मीर की आजादी वो सबको याद रहता है या इंडिया ऑक्यूपाइड कश्मीर सबको याद रहता है और फिर सब लोगों को क्या लगता है अगर ये डिपार्टमेंट में यही निकल रहा है तो पूरा डिपार्टमेंट ही बंद कर दो सो हाउ मोनिका हाउ डज वन एक्चुअली सेल सोशल साइंसेस टू यंग किड्स एंड से नहीं यार ये सारा नहीं होता तुम जैसे लड़के आएंगे या लड़कियां आएंगी तो इम्प्रूव होगी सोशल साइंस हाउ डू वी सेल सोशल साइंस कुशल बहुत सिंपल आंसर है इसका इसमें ज्यादा प्रॉब्लम जो है वो यू हैव टू अंडरस्टैंड दिस इन इंडिया देर इज एन आइडियोलॉजिकल बाइस ओके देर इज एन आइडियोलॉजिकल डिविजन एंड क्वाइट हार्ड वन एट दैट थिंग्स हैोलराइज टू दॉइंट ऑफ नो रिटर्न सो यू हैव अ राइट एंड यू हैव अ लेफ्ट इन इंडिया डू अंडरस्टैंड द वैल्यू ऑफ नॉलेज क्रिएशन एंड डिसमिनेशन जो पहले के जमाने में होते थे आज वो हार्ड कोर लेफ्टिस्ट लगने लग गए हैं यू नो वाज़ स्पेक्ट्रम ऑफ आइडियोलॉजी कि चलो ये सीपीआईएम सीपीआई या लेफ्ट का बंदा है ये कांग्रेस का बंदा है ये जनसंघ का या बीजेपी का बंदा है नाउ दैट लेफ्ट एंड कांग्रेस वाला जो डिवाइड था ना इट हैज फॉलोड सो यू हैव अट एंड ट्रस्ट मी कांग्रेस ने इतने साल रूल करा है ना इस कंट्री में इतने ज्यादा साल रूल करा है कि दे लिटरली हैड अ फर्स्ट मूवर एडवांटेज right on the other hand so you know if you look at what right believes in a right wing i won't say a scholar right wing scholar but someone who's a nationalist so my thoughts would come across as someone who's a nationalist i have an ir but i don't talk about the leftist ideology i don't believe in the idea of say india occupied kashmir ya is tarah ki baaton mein main vishwas nahi rakhti hu i am a very statist person i do believe in the power of the state i do believe that non state actors should be curtailed state is has the monopoly of violence in a country so i am someone like that okay but how many people like me will be encouraged to be in academia answer me that does the party which is seen as a right wing party in india or the political forces which are right wing in india take academia seriously see every political ideology needs organic intellectual 
to justify its cause but left understands that very well left kuch bhi karta hai usko justify karne ke liye verified twitter handles aate hain who are already writing in global platforms who are already writing you know producing they're writing books main mazak nahi kar rahi hu kal ko koi left ka leader stupid kerala mein rapes ho rahe hain girls ke kitne logon ne awaaz uthai these people are educated people like me they have they also have a phd they work in the media they also understand you know how the english language or hindi language or any language of articulation works have they articulated against that no on the other hand so imagine left ne kara na unko intellectuals pe dhyan diya na kar raha hai na unko left incentivize right kitne logon ko incentivize raha hai kitne organic intellectuals right ke paas hai every day something happens and uh, the fire fighting is done by some random people social media se political parties nahi chalti hai aapko universities mein bande bithane padte hain aapko unse kitabein likhwani padti hain मैं आज कुशल आपके सामने बैठ के आपको पांच ऐसे रिसर्च क्वेश्चंस बता सकती हूँ जिस चीज को राइट वाले अगर इंसेंटिवाइज कर दें तो नैरेटिव उनके फेवर में जा सकता है सर आप जस्ट एल मी बंगाल में वायलेंस हुआ आज से पंद्रह साल बाद किसको याद होगा बंगाल में वायलेंस हुआ किसी को याद नहीं होगा एन राइट्स हुए ठीक है एन राइट्स हुए फोगेट एन राइट्स उसके पहले सी को सपोर्ट करने के लिए डॉक्टर मनमोहन सिंह ऑल्सो इन्वॉल्व हिमसेल्फ सो मेनी अदर पीपल वॉन्टेड सी इन दिस कंट्री ये पूरा का पूरा नैरेटिव नाउ दीज पीपल उनको सिटीजनशिप मिल गई है उनकी फ्लाइट पर कितने लोगों ने किताबें लिखी क्या ये सोशल साइंस का रिसर्च क्वेश्चन नहीं है हाउ माइनॉरिटीज आर ट्रीटेड इन द साउथ एशियन नेबरहुड एंड व्हेन दे कम टू देयर ओन कंट्री राइट्स आर यू नो देयर आर लिटरली एंटी सीए राइट्स एंड देन फॉरगेट द सीए थिंग दे स्टिल गिवन सिटीजनशिप बिकॉज़ उन बेचारों ने वो जो 12 13 साल नेचुरलाइजेशन के होते हैं उतने ही साल काट लिए अकॉर्डिंग टू द करंट सिटीजनशिप लॉज इस बात पे कितने किताब लिखने वाले लोग हैं So, जब तक राइट right इन्वेस्ट नहीं करेगा माइंड्स में ब्रेन्स में यंग टैलेंट में तब तक आप कैसे एक नैरेटिव को आगे बढ़ाओगे आज टेस्ट में ये रिसर्च हो रही है वो बच्ची जब निकलेगी आई एम चीज नॉट अ बच्ची आई एम सॉरी शी ऑलरेडी हैज अ जॉब आई थिंक शी इज वर्किंग विद वन ऑफ दीज आउटलेट्स द सो कॉल्ड यू नो लेफ्ट ओरिएंटेड आउटलेट्स शी हैज अ जॉब बट ट्रस्ट में इफ समन इज डूइंग रिसर्च फॉर द राइट कॉज फॉर द राइट विंग कॉज उसको नौकरी कौन देगा राइट right ने थिंक टैंक बनाए बनाए तो वहां कौन बैठा है पता करो आई डू आई एम गिविंग यू दैट एज एन असाइनमेंट ट्रस्ट मी आई डन दैट लुक एट द इंस्टीट्यूशन दैट राइट विंग हैज ओपन एंड जस्ट लुक एट द पीपल हु आर ऑक्यूपाइंग दीज इंस्टीट्यूशन आर दीज पीपल ऑनेस्ट एंड डेडिकेटेड टू द राइट विंग कॉज दैट्स एन असाइनमेंट फॉर ऑल ऑफ यू करके देखो मैंने करी है रिसर्च जिसलिए मैं बोल रही हूँ कितने लोग आपके आइडियोलॉजी को मानते हैं जस्ट डू इट कितनी यूनिवर्सिटीज बीजेपी ने खोली है अभी तक खोलो यार उम्मीद है मुझे मैं अभी आई एम स्टिल नॉट यू नो लॉस्ट हियर आई आई डू हैव दैट जिसे कहते हैं ना अभी नया एजुकेशन मिनिस्टर बने हैं आई डू हैव होप्स ओपन यूनिवर्सिटीज बताओ लोगों को सोशल साइंसेस पढ़ना जरूरी है सी सोशल साइंसेस फॉर मी इज नॉट इट्स नॉट अ सोशल साइंसेस इट्स अबाउट क्रिएटिंग अ ग्रैंड नैरेटिव अंटिल अनलेस वी एज इंडियंस वोंट बिलीव इन द ग्रैंड नैरेटिव दैट वी कैन राइज इंटरनेशनली हाउ विल वी कन्विंस अदर पीपल which is why social sciences are so necessary no no but monica i would have to i i will have to come back over here and tell you look i am with you i as someone who actually started this podcast with the sole purpose of creating intelligent discussions and academic discussions on serious issues and encouraging people to read more and write more papers i'll have to tell you let's say i want to write or do my phd in the status of minorities in india will tata institute of uh, status of minorities in pakistan and the status of minorities in muslim majority neighborhoods in india i am giving you two subjects i think this is a proper social science research subject D- be honest will any current social science university in india and this is my pushback here allow that fund that let that student survive not at all not at all to fir jaye kahan yes पावर में आने के बाद यूनिवर्सिटी यू आल्सो हैव टू क्रिएट एन इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर एंड एन इकोसिस्टम यही तो इकोसिस्टम बनाते रहते हैं पूरे दिन हम बैठ के सोशल मीडिया पे दैट्स अ काइंड ऑफ सोशल मीडिया का तो इकोसिस्टम गुओ होता है मगर खैर वो फॉर सम अदर एब्सोल्युटली दैट इज व्हाट आई एम ट्राइंग टू से इकोसिस्टम ऐसे नहीं बनता अगर एक डिपार्टमेंट में सो अगर आप मेरे पुराने पॉडकास्ट भी देखें विद अदर पीपल एंड इफ यू फॉलो द वर्क दैट आई डू आई ऑलवेज से वन थिंग से एकेडमिक फ्रीडम कैन नॉट थ्राइव इफ इट्स नॉट अ ट्रू वे स्ट्रीट You need to have academic freedom to write India-occupied Kashmir. Can I uh, write a thesis on, say, Hindu Rashtra? Will you approve it? 
and I'm, this is this is not my comment pratisha rath made it on twitter and she made an excellent you know observation regarding this ki yaar test wale agar bol rahe hain academic freedom hai to is wajah se humne india occupied kashmir likh diya ab mai test mein jaao admission le lo bolu mujhe hindu rashtra ke upar dissertation ya thesis likhna hai will that be also considered academic freedom no i will be hated they will unfollow me on instagram they mere ko admission bana kar denge wo log my thesis won't even forget that thesis even my title will not be approved under unless it says hindu rashtra is full of hatred you know that's how it is to narrative banane ke liye zaruri hai ki ye sab cheezon pe dhyan diya jaye hmm all right got it so this is a very interesting question somebody has asked so they're like if if we were to create better social science research or better quality research uh, are there any tools like some standardized measures like let's say in medical fields or other fields like stem fields mein kya hota hai ki there are standards right you can measure these things ki if the if the quality of the research has to go through i know social science mein peer review hota hai but then now the sokal hoax and the sokal the second sokal hoax by peter bogosian helen pluckrose and james lindsay has basically exposed the peer review in social sciences also ki they literally type paragraphs out of the mind kampf and this changed the concept and that went through peer review so mere to dil ko jhatka lag gaya uske baad but the point is that how do we create some sort of qualitative standardized system can that be done for social sciences i think of course kushal that's possible you know so the, the example that you gave about uh, the redundancy of peer review system trust me you know as someone who's been through peer review of my own article my own work peer review literally is some and it's not just peer review it's double blind peer review and sometimes you know your articles get rejected after you worked on it for say years together so one of my articles you know i worked on it for a year then i sent it they gave me comments then they again told me that if i incorporate these comments my article will be reconsidered and instead of reconsidering it they simply gave me a straight no so peer we can't you know completely say that peer review process is not something that you know we can't trust but uh forget the research and the peer review part let's just come to the entire social science domain standardization is very much possible you know start so first of all start with having regular faculty abhi aap ek baat mujhe batao kushal kitni universities mein full time faculty hai talk about delhi new delhi mein sabse zyada popular kaun si university hai delhi university koi bhi department koi bhi aap uthake dekh lijiye how many of them have full time regular faculties with skin in the game you know i don't want to take names here but yahan ka jo top journalism college hai pura ka pura ad hoc faculty pe chalta hai people waste their their youthful years in giving the upsc exam and when that they are around 31 30 when they know kuch nikal hi nahi raha yaar isme abhi kya kare provincials nahi nikal rahe bank ka po nahi nikal raha koi karmachari ka exam nahi nikal raha main kya karu life mein tab jaake bachcha kehta hai mfil to ho hi gayi hai chalo phd bhi kar le ये बच्चे कल को प्रोफेसर्स बनेंगे ये क्वालिटी प्रोफेसर्स बनेंगे एवरीथिंग इज इंटरलिंक्ड यूपीएससी में रिफॉर्म्स आएंगे तो लोगों को पता चलेगा कि भैया वो नहीं रखना चाहते और लोगों को एवरी ईयर इफ यू लुक एट द नंबर ऑफ पीपल हु आर रिक्रूटेड थ्रू यूपीएससी इट्स गोइंग डाउन दे आर नॉट रिक्रूटिंग पीपल नाउ देखिंग टूवर्ड्स आई थिंक लेटरल एंट्री उधर जॉब नहीं है All right so one last question before I let you go because this is a question I get via emails all the time this is not necessarily something that has been asked today in the live stream but a lot of young kids you know between the age of 18 to 22 23 they always ask me they say kushal bhaiya we have done our stem field bachelors or masters whatever and uh, we now want to do something in social sciences so that we have the best of both worlds because we want to understand but we don't know where to start so let's close today with that if these kids let's say they email me once again what do you think i should tell them what could see we know it's bad but even in bad there might be some ray of hope so let's end on a positive note tell me if a stem field guy emails me next time what should i tell them as a reply to that email ki raja ye kar within social sciences there are certain disciplines who actually value your rationality who actually let you be and i think i was blessed that uh, international relations happened to me so ir is one of those disciplines you also have economics then you have public policy so there are certain disciplines you know where people who are from the stem background are valued 
I know many people uh, in my own field who had a background in one of these disciplines, and then they made a beautiful transition to international relations. And today, you know, I'm so happy to tell you that they are working in good places. They are well placed at certain think tanks. They are also so. I don't know about any person who became a full-fledged academician, but I know so many of them are working at you know different. Maybe corporates also need you. So if you have say an engineering degree, then you do a basic masters in international relations. Then you can work with a firm that is doing geopolitical risk analysis. So that that's a possible you know tra career trajectory that you can take. Good part is that you know you can also work with think tanks. So unlike the universities, where uh, starting from July 2021 to be a part of Indian Academia, you need to clear. You first need to have a PhD, and you then also need to clear the UGC NET exam. Both these things are compulsory to become a assistant professor in any of the Indian universities. Think tanks don't work like that. Think tanks do offer a lot of flexibility. So say if you getting graduate and you do a internship with one of these tanks. Then you have a better career trajectory. They'll absorb you into their system. Say they are working on environment. Maybe they are working on say some geopolitical question. They're working on climate change. Maybe cyber security. So anything you know that interests you. But if you have command over the language, you have a rational mind. You can articulate. You can understand arguments. You can read and present them. And you are basically you know just curious. to know about how things work then maybe you know think tanks and the corporate sector are a good choice for you so i think not everything uh, is that good. yeah so not awesome. everything is that good this is the reason why kushal i'll tell you i did not immediately jump into the phd i could have finished my phd by 2017 by all means but i still delayed it because i wanted to test waters because if after phd things don't work out then where do i go so you know now i am very confident that i might have a phd but i also have other multiple options i can go any time to have offers from media as well i can maybe work with a think tank i can you know there are so many options that i have so academia is not my last resort and i think that confidence even if i eventually become an academician of which i am seeing a strong chance even then you know i will become someone who understands that there is a world outside academia So you know, I can. I am on that revolving door. I'll be able to use my knowledge better than a normal, usual, you know, MA किया, MPhil करा, PhD करा, वहीं रह गए, कुछ नहीं देखा types academician. So got it. I I think this is this is a very important suggestion that you made. All right, guys. Okay, I think I've tried to cover everything that was possible in this discussion, and uh, um, you know what? Uh, if something else is left out, we can always uh, revisit them on social media or anything. uh i'll 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 make a few comments before we end today's discussion so the, the aim of today's discussion was to give you a reality check the state of social sciences in indian universities is pathetic and it's pathetic for multiple reasons when i say multiple reasons it is sometimes in the kind of quality that we produce sometimes in the kind of hegemonic ideological discourse that we have inside the universities sometimes in the sheer apathy of the government of india where it just doesn't give a damn about what's happening in indian social sciences and the aim of this podcast was not to scare you ki hum lut gaye barbaad ho gaye you know my nature i'm actually an eternal optimist i believe things are getting better on a daily basis even inside social science departments in india in my opinion things are getting better on a daily basis we can debate the speed but not the direction is my point but having said that that doesn't mean we don't have these discussions or we don't strive to improve the quality of social sciences in india and if we keep living in this la la land ki see the one side thinks india can't offer anything good and then there is this other side that thinks we are vishwagurus our ancestors figured everything out everything is uh, answered in our scriptures in the past are baba aisa hai to theek hai na padhai karna band kar do sirf wo scripture pad lo aur apni zindagi jio aise nahi ho sakta you have to live in reality you don't reject the past you don't ignore the civilizational question also because you know ye bhi ek bahut strong man hai people are like ha tum to sirf mandir ke upar hi obsess karo tum to ye karo nahi 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 mandir bhi chahiye social science bhi chahiye it is not one or the other both can be there so do not make see the world doesn't exist in binaries and some of you might say oh why you know some of you might say well why is monica angry i'll tell you why she's angry because she gives she cares a lot and when people who care a lot speak they get angry why 
because this girl could have had a career in many things but why did she choose this very subject because she cares she cares about her country she cares about her civilization so try and understand where the frustration comes from and the reason for this podcast was that what maybe my generation did maybe monica's generation did you improve upon that change on that and that is the whole purpose of of this podcast today this is not going to be the last of this discussion we will have multiple uh, revisions of this because you know what when it comes to this kind of a thing it's a constant journey it's a constant process we'll keep on learning we'll keep on improving so on that note monica i want to thank you for coming on the podcast today and sharing your views and i hope that somebody hears this and maybe we have some improvement somewhere down the line in this country so monica thank you very much for coming thank you so much kushal it was a pleasure all right guys time to wrap today's discussion up if you like this podcast please subscribe to the channel like the video leave a comment share this especially i know a lot of 18 to 25 year old kids listen to this podcast and watch this channel I gave you the answer because I get at least three emails on a daily basis. कि भैया अभी क्या करूँ मैं STEM field में हूँ social science का क्या करूँ आज मैंने answer दिलवा दिया है अभी उसको follow करो. Also, if you want to support the podcast, please become a member on YouTube or subscribe on Patreon. You can buy the merch on Kadak Merch or on Kushalmehra.com or just send your donations via UPI. I'll see you guys with another interesting discussion. Until then, namaste. Take care. Goodbye.